If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, July 28th. I'm Donald Ware and hope you enjoyed our podcast on your chance to talk with Al Wash, who is, of course, uh, his production, his company uh, promotes the State Fair Classic in Dallas. So I hope you got a lot out of that on the line or on the line. And, and as you can see, whether you're watching uh, this podcast or listening to it, we have the head football coach of Shaw. Adrian Jones is in his sixth season as the head football coach at Shaw. The Bears have been picked to finish fourth overall in the CIAA, second in the Southern Division and uh, coming off a pretty good season uh, on last year, maybe a couple of points uh, away from uh, perhaps playing in the CIAA championship. Anyway, we'll talk about it all with Adrian Jones, the head football coach of Shaw, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Jones? All is well, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Always glad to have you. I can remember, it seemed like just yesterday that you were getting introduced as the head football coach uh, at Shaw, and now look, guys had a really good season. But I got to, and talking about in 2021, but I got to start here. Do you feel like, or do your players, you or your players, feel like there's some some lack of respect? I mean, it's all about where you finish, right? But in the preseason, you guys have been picked to finish fourth overall after narrowly missing an opportunity to win the West, uh, the Southern Division and play in the CIAA uh, championship game. Do you feel some kind of disrespect by being picked to finish fourth this year? Oh, absolutely, we we do. But like like you said, that's preseason is preseason polls at the end of the day. But we definitely do feel like we uh, we're, we're not respected uh, in some terms. You know, nothing to take away from any coaches or anybody in the CIAA because all like all the teams are very good teams. But if you look at the teams in the matchups, the one thing that kind of baffled us is that Virginia Union was picked to be in front of us. And last year we beat them like very convincingly. Uh, Like I said, nothing against uh, Coach. He's a great coach, but we beat them convincingly. And we got the same football team that we had last year. And that was kind of baffling. But today is preseason. Um, That's just going to make us work even harder and gain that respect that we deserve. Take take me through last year. and, And I know, I mean, I get it. You know, I, you know, you know, that was tough. That was a tough loss at the end of the season. But I mean, it was a very tough loss to Fayetteville State. Uh, I think was it fourteen to twelve, something like that. It's like two points 
uh, it's a nasty game, rainy, the field was muddy. But but sort of, t- you know, just kind of sum up last season, while it wasn't where you wanted to be, you know, it was certainly one of the better seasons you had in your tenure. Yeah, well, we, we, we came out kind of flat at the beginning of the year. We lost to Wingate, then came back the second game and played Davidson, who actually played in the um, Division One AA playoffs and was ranked, and we gave them a run for their money, lost by extra point. Um, had we uh, got the extra point, we go into overtime. But um, we learned something from that game. Christian um, Christian um, Peters was our starting quarterback that game, and um, he ended up starting like the last four or five games, got to Feather State, and hit that what I call that freshman wall. You know, uh, a freshman, you know, running the team, and you're going against a powerhouse like Feather State. And he just got a little rattle, and we had to bench him after that. So, you know, not only did, did the coaches learn some things, but the football players um, learned some things. And we've been talking about it. The aspect of our team, the difference is that we are probably the strongest football team in our conference, one of the most talented football teams in our conference. But uh, our mentals were not there. I think it, the difference in us being 8-2 and two and 6-4 and four was the, the mental side of, uh, of our, our football team. And that's one of the things that we worked on this year was that mental side because, as you know, all the games that we lost were within two, to, but the the the, the biggest uh, deficit was four points, and all the other losses, one was three and one was two points. So that's a lot of mental. You got to learn how to win those close games, and you know, um, we all know that we lost to Feather State, and it was some some questionable calls in the game. But like I tell my kids, like we can't let the referees dictate our success. We got to be the team convincingly, and I think those are the things that we have worked on, but. It's no doubt in my mind that we got a great football team. It's probably the most, the most dominating. Most I say we got so many toys all across the board that I am excited about. Yes, we got to put it on the field, but I'm really confident that we're going to be a, a a challenge to be reckoned with. Last thought about last year in terms of overall, you know, it's got to be tough when you lose to your to your rival as you did to to St. Augs that last game of the season, but it's got to be tough also to take that game into the off season. How did you, as, as a staff, as players, get over that hump and uh, be able to get ready for this upcoming season? Well, what's, what's, what's ironic is I knew that we were going to go into a dogfight against them, regardless of the record, it's a rival. And I don't think my kids took it seriously until we got down and we had to fight back and claw back and try to win a football game. But at the end of the day, you know, it didn't happen. They are, uh, they have the trophy over there, which we've had for a while. And um, the, like my players and, and my coach have been talking about, we're only good, as good as our last game. And our last game, we lost the St. All game. We got a chip on our shoulder. We want to prove to people that Shaw University, Shaw football is not a fluke. You know, yes, we didn't play like we supposed to, but we're going to respect each and every football team that we step on the field and, we're going to make sure if we lose a football game, you best believe it's because that team came out and they played hard. It's not going to be we laying down. We're going to come out and they're going to have to they're going to have to smack us in the face in order to beat us. Adrian Jones is in his sixth season as the head football coach at Shaw joins us here on the HBCU football daily podcast. I mean, you've got a you've got a lot of players coming back. As you mentioned, you hit the recruiting uh, trail, which we'll talk more uh, about your recruiting Sidney Gibbs comes back. All conference, all CIAA running backs really progressed in your program. What are the how how much more are you expecting from him 
for this upcoming season? I mean, he's our guy. You know, he's been a a back to back thousand yard rusher. You know, um, you know, we know that the everybody in the CI and out of the conference knows who he is. And you know, he puts he puts a lot on his shoulders. I mean, he what's what's ironic today is we had uh, our bench press today, and um, he bench pressed three hundred sixty pounds. You know, you talking about a running back that can that they can put up weight like that, and and the dynamics that he gives you. He's a blocker. He's a runner. He can catch out the backfield. And not only that, our offensive line has gotten so much better. We got all our return offensive linemen from last year. So nothing but sky's the limit for him. And hats off to Andre Brandon, who's the guy right behind him who had like the second most touchdowns in our conference. So a lot of people don't don't know about him. They're concentrating on Sidney Gibbs, but he's going to be that guy that, that makes Sidney Gibbs even better because sometimes they're going to stack the box and think that we're going to run with Sidney Gibbs. And then you got another guy like Andre Brandon that can – that they can tote the rock as well. Gibbs, Brandon, the whole offensive line comes back. That means whoever your starting quarterback is, he's got some. He's going to have some protection. Maybe a little bit of the relief is taken off of him because you've established a great running game and an offensive line. Who is who is your starting? Who will be your starting quarterback come week one of the season? Well, right now we we have a three man battle. We um we have Christian Peters who who had a great year last year was um was on the all rookie team. You got Torian Campbell who um you know at the last like the last four or five games came in and helped us out win a couple games. And then we got a young man by the name of Patrick Blake who's from Savannah um uh, Savannah um Georgia that did a great job in the spring. So what I did was open it up for you know, to battle and at the end of the battle in the spring, it pretty much was uh, uh, a three-way tie. So we're going to take this into the uh, fall and whoever wins that uh, that battle is going to be our, our trigger man. But um, right now, no one's a starter. But um, I, I, look to, I, I look for Christian Peters to step it up better. He's been a vocal leader in the weight room. And not to say the other guys haven't, but he's one of the guys that really been working hard. And, and, and I, I know he wants that position as well as the other guys. I mean, it's got to feel good, too. It's not like, you know, you've got some veteran guys. you got some guys that played, that understand the system, that played for you in some tough games last year. That, that, I mean, that's got to be a plus coming out of, well, going into and then coming out of the spring and then, of course, going into summer camp and ultimately into the season. Right. I mean, we're, we're battle, they, they're battle-tested. And like I said, I mean, you don't meet too many, see too many college football teams that got three dynamic quarterbacks and, um, it's not just the quarterback room. I mean, we we got toys all all across the board, and we did a great job of recruiting and and putting this team together. And um, it's just it's just something that I'm excited about. You know, you talked about six years being here. This year, by far, is it, so far, and we haven't started the season has been one of my funnest years. You know, just being a head coach and looking back at my 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 assistants grow and and, and just show leadership is is awesome. What's that wide receiver? Talk about that wide receiver room and who are some of the key guys there. Man, you got guys like Sean Belcher. You got R.Z. McCorkle, who just came here as a, 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 a JUCO transfer, probably one of the fastest kids in the conference. You got Elliot Dangerfield, who who came in and showed some light last year. You got John Barnes, who is our fastest receiver on the football team, had a couple touchdowns last year, but had an excellent spring. And it's a whole lot of other guys that I know I'm missing. But in that room, we have counted about eight to nine guys that, that are going to get playing time. And that and, and that's big when you got guys like that. So if a guy doesn't come to play out of those starting four, 
just know you got four or five guys that can replace them and, and do what we asked them to do. Adrian Jones is the head football coach at Shaw. Jones is here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. He's in his sixth season. Who are you expecting? I mean, you've, got, you've just got a, a lot of players on both sides of the football coming back. So who are you expecting to step up for you defensively? Um, defensively, we got Arkepio Carson, who was, um, who was a, a one uh, was an all-rookie. Uh, we got Jaleel Stragans, who's coming back. You know, a lot of people don't know that. He tore his Achilles last year and got that medical red shirt. Uh, he'll be back in full swing. He was actually, actually, actually not 100% in 2021, but he's worked. He's lost weight. He's looking excellent, um, ready for him to, 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 to rock and roll. We got a, a young man by, by the name of Bear on the D-line. We got a couple of linebackers that are – Fairly fast. Um, you have oh man, uh, Kareem Butler, who was uh, on the All Rookie Team as well, and he had an excellent year playing beside Devin Hunt. I'm really excited about looking at him and seeing what he could do this year. So, um, secondary wise, we did lose Kevin Sherman, but we bought a slew of freshmen in and and, and some transfers that are going to be battling, and I think that we're going to be battle tested. And I think that uh, even though we lost some some key uh, guys on the defense we're definitely going to be just as good as we were last year defensively. You, you talked about recruiting early on. You're a former high school coach in the state of North Carolina. As a matter of fact, a state championship um, high school coach. Can you speak to how having been a high school coach really helps you in terms of recruiting at Shaw? Uh, it benefits a lot because, you know, a lot of those guys are still my friends. You know, you know, once I took the job at Shaw, it was a lot of congratulations. But just being able to go in that, in that office and talk to them and they know who I am. They know that I care about the kids. You know, uh, Shaw, we don't have a lot of bells and whistles, but what we win a, a lot of our kids is when I go in that room, that coach knows that I care about that kid. That coach knows that that kid is going to be a student athlete. That coach knows that he's going to get a degree you know, and play a good brand of football. So, you know, I think that's an advantage advantage to us. Not only that, but, you know, what better place to be than right downtown Raleigh where it's, it's it, it, what I call a college town. Yeah, no doubt. So, you you know, you've, you've I know you guys have, have obviously have circled September 3rd on your calendar. It's the first game of the season against Wingate. But, of course, it's one of those games where you're like, hey, we, you know, we had an opportunity to win it last year, didn't get it done. And uh, you, you guys are looking forward not only to the game because it's the first game, but to win, get trying to, if you will, avenge that loss. Yeah, um, well, you know, they beat us kind of convincingly. We thought that we'd come in and, and, and compete, but, you know, to, to um, it's not making an excuse, but they played in the spring and we didn't. You know, pandemic, we were out of football for 365 days. So it took us a while to get, get rocking and rolling, but we know what type of team Wingate is, but they best believe that they know who we are and we're going we're going to be ready for them they're going to have to it's, they're going to have to fight us to, to win a football game it's no going to be no easy wins for anybody to step on the field against the Shaw Bears this year you know last couple of thoughts and we appreciate the time i mean i know you look you take it game by game you don't necessarily look ahead but i mean if i look at the schedule in totality you got three straight road games uh at virginia state on october 1st at johnson c smith on the 8th and then at Winston-Salem State um, on the 15th. And, of course, two of those games are Southern Division games. You know, sort of speak to that and how you may um, approach, you know, approach that being on the road for three straight weeks. 
Well, if anybody knows about us, like what's funny is that we played a lot of our road games since I've been here. We're we what we call road warriors. You know, we don't mind going on the road. It's good to be on the road to get away from, you know, your atmosphere, stay in a hotel room where you can keep your guys together and get focused. But, you know, you got a brand new coach at John C. Smith, great football coach. You know, um, he was at Fayetteville State and, you know, and, and he did well there. So we expect John C. Smith to be a lot better than what they were. Um, Virginia State, you know, they got a new head coach as well. Our offensive coordinator, um, uh, Lamar Manigo, uh, you know, decided to take a job there at Virginia State with his old coach where he played at. But Bowie State, you know, hats off to him, a great football coach. You know, nothing better for us to go to Virginia State and and, and beat those guys, you know. But they're going to be ready. I know what type of offense they're going to have. I know Coach Manigo going to have them ready. And then, you know, uh, Winston-Salem State, you know, we've beaten them the last three years in a row. Um, I know Coach Massey uh, very well, and I know he got that, that game circled because right now we have we have beat them, you know. So he's going to have them rocking and rolling and ready to play when we step in that stadium. So, like I said, we can't take anybody lightly because, you know, we have made a name for ourselves. We're not the best team in the conference, but people know that we got a good football team and they're going to have to play. Last thought, how in, in six years um, as the head coach there at Shaw are you growing as a head coach? Man, you say six years. What's funny about those six years, if you look at you look at the coaching tree in the CIAA, me and Coach Hayes are the, are the OGs <laughs> of this conference. Now, you know, we got new coaches in here, but, um, man, I've learned so much. I can tell you that, you know, when I first got, got this job, I can say I was that firehead. You know, I, I, I was in my kids hard, being very hard on them. I think I'm more laid back, and I kind of play that good cop, bad cop. You know, if my assistant's on the guy, I'm going to step in and, and change it up. And I'm just being that way because you got to be very observant when you run running. It, it's not the coaching that I had when I was playing. You know, these kids, are and you have to really get to know those guys. So I think I'm more of a, I can say, a player's coach now. You know, it's taking a while, but – you know, I try to be a little bit more calmer and cooler. And I say a confident coach breeds confident players. I want to build that confidence, show them how confident I am, and I want it to rub off on those guys. Shaw opens the season on September 3rd at home against Wingate. Again, in his sixth season as the head football coach of Shaw's Adrian Jones, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Jones, as always, appreciate the time. And sorry we couldn't do this in person this year as we normally would have we'll do it again of course next year here in raleigh best of luck to you in the bears for the upcoming season thank you donnell man for having me on one thing i want to say to the to the fans that that, that know about shaw university you know uh we, we're our home games at the durham county stadium this year so i would love for you guys to come and pack that stadium and and, and root on our football team and i promise you that you're going to get a you're going to get a treat this year So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Daily Podcast where you can watch us on the Box to Row YouTube page as well as listen to us and download the podcast at BoxToRow.com. Also, wherever you get your podcasts on tomorrow's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, we're going to take things to Huntsville, Alabama talk with Alabama A&M head football coach Connell 
Rainer. Come on. Talk with you tomorrow. Hey, ladies. Hey, Ma. What's up? Let's slide. All right. All right. And we gon' get it on tonight. You smoke. I smoke. I drink. Me too. Well, good. Because we gon' get high tonight. Got drops. Got trucks. Got juice. All right. And we gon' take a ride tonight. So, Ma. What's up? Let's slide. All right. All right. Yo, now it's downtown clubbing, ladies night Seen shorty, she was crazy right And I approached baby light Ma, what's your age and type?